Hello, how's it going? What's up? Welcome back. This is What Can I Learn From This, the podcast. Episode 2. This podcast is picking up steam, and this steam train is chugging along. But who knows, it might just crash in episode 3. But at least the people are going to be entertained. There is a very slight chance that absolutely no one is going to listen to this show. But you know what? I'm going to listen to it. And I'm going to send the show to my family. And they're probably not going to listen to it. But you know what? That's life. But speaking about life, today I'm going to talk about the question, what is life? Like what the hell is going on, really? Do you ever just stop and look around yourself and just ask yourself, like, what the hell is really going on? Why am I doing the things I'm doing? Why are other people doing the things they're doing? Do they even know what they're doing? Do I know what I'm doing? I don't think anyone knows. Like deep, deep down, no one truly knows. We just do stuff. We see other people doing stuff. We think it's normal stuff. So we do that stuff. So let me try and get serious about it. There have been many times in life where I have realized that I was stuck in a mental box, like a mental routine habit box. The culture and the people all around me also seem to be stuck in the same kind of collective mental routine habit box. There seemed to be a collective mind in a way, and everyone had the same behaviors and they would all follow the same patterns. I always got a lot of anxiety when I could see that. You know, I just thought like, whoa, I don't know why, but I I feel the need to jump out of this. But most times it was just my own mental kind of box that I was stuck in. For example, you have a job. You don't like your job too much. You wake up at the same time every day. You catch the same bus to work, the same train. You drive along the same road to work every day. You go and you see the same people again day after day. You do the same tasks and things at work day after day. You have the same small talk, chit-chat, conversations with people at work day after day. People gossip about the same stuff day after day. You gotta pretend that you're interested in what they're saying. You finish work, you drive home, you stop at the grocery store along the way, you get the same food that you buy every week. You go home, you cook your dinner, you clean the kitchen, you eat your dinner, You watch the same TV program again and again. Fine, maybe you watch another TV show, but it seems to have the exact same story and the exact same characters as the other show. You want to stay up late because you feel like you're not truly living life and you just want to stay up and chill out and watch TV. That hour before you go to bed feels like true freedom. And now is when you got to go to bed? You know, when when you're in the middle of all this freedom, now you have to sleep? Really? So you stay up watching your favorite TV show and you just want to push the time just just a little later, just a little later and you push it and you push it and you go to bed really late and you only get like four or five hours sleep and you wake up the next day feeling like crap. So you wake up the next day feeling like crap and every small thing that you do annoys you. You know, every small conversation that you have to have annoys you. And then just press repeat day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, That just scares the crap out of me. I think people who stay in those situations are absolute heroes because we need those people. People like that are a blessing because we need the trains to run on time. We need the buses to run on time. There's all these different services around the city that need to operate. And it's those people who keep the whole show running. You know, like the world seems to turn because of these people. And I always find it amazing that people can do that routine work. 
you know, they can kind of lean into their job, as I was talking about in the last podcast. They just seem to have an incredible amount of self-discipline and commitment to their job, you know, and they can work at their job and their skills for years and years. And we get to experience better products, better services because of these people. But I have been in jobs and situations where it seemed like nobody was enjoying what they were doing. You know, everyone seemed to be stuck in that mental routine box. And we've got all these different types of people in the world, you know, and I think especially for the more creative and the more imaginative people out there, I think it's very difficult for them to fit into that very logical routine lifestyle of work. You know, just psychologically, they're, they're built differently. So for those kinds of creative people, you know, which, which I, I think I am, uh, it's very, I think it's very difficult and it's a huge struggle to find, to try and fit into the world and to try and understand how they can contribute to the whole thing. So that's why the question, what is life, is such an important question for me. Because if you're one of those logical, like very analytical people, there's a place for you in the world. You know, there are jobs where you can go, you can fit into, and you could do that job for years and years and be happy doing that. But if you're a bit of a daydreamer and if you're a bit more creative, you know, trying to do that routine job is like trying to be trying to do social media marketing with a calculator. You know, it's impossible. So that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about like what is life for one of those creative people? What does life mean? Like what does a good life look like? Now, I think for the more creative people, you know, the more daydreamer types, it can either go really, really negative or really, really positive. For the more logical kinds of people, they can just sit in the middle, you know, between the extremes and just be happy. You know, things are stable and they can sit there and and they're good. But if you're someone that uses their imagination a lot, you know, the more, you know, the daydreaming types, you can imagine nightmares for yourself and you can actually make those nightmares become reality. You know, some people lock into reality a lot. You know, their whole mind is there paying attention to reality. But then... What I've seen is that other people kind of disengage a little more from reality and they they let their mind daydream, you know, and it, it can either go really negative or really positive. But it seems like they're kind of going off into their imagination and to get some ideas to bring it back and then to kind of inject that into reality in some way. That's just how it seems to me. But the imagination is a very, very powerful tool, you know, and you can get stuck in these kind of vicious cycles of obsessive thinking. I would say that I definitely experienced this in the past, you know, like I would be in very normal, regular situations in life, but for some reason, my imagination was just running wild, you know, and it was kind of going in a very dark place, kind of like imagining the absolute worst possible outcome of any situation. And every time I imagined the the worst possible outcome, I was just filling my body with negative emotion, you know, just filling my body with stress. And the the negative outcome that I was imagining was basically, if you boil it down, it was just me imagining myself failing at life in some way. You know, being very creative in imagining the different ways that I could fail. And the way I see it is that your behavior definitely follows your thoughts, you know. So if you don't control it and if you allow your thoughts to go in a very negative direction, your actions are definitely going to be negative as well. So I just created my own failures, you know, again and again and again. And then the biggest change that I made was just just one day, you know, I just realized I control my thoughts. No one else is going to do this, you know. I could be lazy, I can do nothing and just let it happen, or I can try and do something. 
And so I sat down and I was kind of playing with this idea. So I just purposely and consciously thought a very negative thought. And then I would just pay attention and I could immediately feel, you know, the, the negative emotion, you know, the, the stress of it. And so I thought, okay, cool, you know, okay, now let's try and go for a positive thought. And so I just thought of adventure for some reason, you know, I just got this idea of adventure. Like I, I like the idea of Indiana Jones, you know, off in the jungle doing some crazy stuff. So, and then, you know, just waited and was paying attention and I could just feel like a small little buzz, you know, like a small warm kind of buzz feeling. And so I just realized in that moment that if, just say, for example, if I had 1000 thoughts to think of in one day, if all of those thoughts were negative, you know, all of those thoughts were like very negative visualizations. And every time a thought was created, that negative thought would trigger a negative emotion, you know, and it would just basically trigger stress. And if I just did that my whole life, I would just be a nervous wreck. And that actually was the pattern that I was just stuck in for years. Every negative thought was triggering a stress response and the majority of my thoughts were negative. So I was basically just filling my own body with stress for years and years. And it just feels like a big dark cloud that's following you around and won't go away. And people around you will normally try and help and they'll say something like, you know, just cheer up. But the problem is you just cannot do it because you don't understand the mechanics of it. But once you understand the basic mechanics of it, it's easy. And so I was thinking, okay, so if I have, for example, a thousand thoughts to think of in one day, if I create a thousand positive thoughts about the future, I'm going to have like a thousand moments in the day where I'm going to feel that little warm kind of buzz feeling. You know, when you're going on holiday soon and you start thinking about that holiday and you're like, oh yeah, man, I'm going to go to some like jungle and I'm going to go trekking and, you know, get into adventures or I'm going to go to some beach and I'm going to stay in like an Airbnb kind of like palm tree tree house, you know, this kind of like tree house overlooking the ocean, whatever your holiday looks like to you. It's that feeling that I'm talking about. It's that warm kind of buzz feeling. You know, I don't know, it's like a mixture of serotonin and dopamine. But all I know is that when you dream of something great in the future, you get a good warm kind of buzz feeling. So I just realized it there and then, you know, if I could control my thoughts, then I could control that warm buzz feeling. And so immediately from that day on, I started dreaming of like the best possible future that I could think of. So I started thinking about my job, you know, like what would the perfect job look like? Does a future of earning a great salary but but hating my job look like a good future? No. So I want to kind of create a future where I get a great salary and I, I really enjoy what I'm doing. But what exactly does that look like? You know, it's very difficult to try and imagine that stuff. But I just started working on it, you know, just playing around with different ideas just to find the, the best possible picture. And I started thinking about like where I wanted to live, you know, like just thinking about the best possible locations to live in around the world. And I tried to think of the kind of person I wanted to be. You know, I just tried to picture the best possible version of myself in the future. So it was basically just about dreaming of every different aspect of life. And what would the best possible picture look like for all of those different areas of life? And honestly, that dark cloud of stress that I had before just disappeared. So if you get really good at this, you can actually create this kind of warm buzz feeling all day long, every day. The problem is, is that you can't just do that. I mean, you, you got to take action and you got to kind of go out, do stuff, do the work and, and, and try and make that stuff happen too. 
and I'm going to talk about taking action in future episodes. So if I look at that question, what is life? Life to me is dreaming about the best possible future and then trying to make it happen. And then just continuously doing that day after day, like readjusting and trying different ways, but just keep going with that basic method. And so if I was in a very routine job, you know, and if I was one of those like very creative people and found it difficult to be in that routine job, I would just use that method because you can either go two ways. You know, you can go really, really negative or really positive. Anyway, that's it for this episode. I hope some of that rambling made sense for at least one person out there, you know, out there in internet world. You can support me on Patreon if you want, you know, if you want to. If you want to, cool. If you don't want it, no problem. It's all good. But I really just want to make more of these podcast episodes in the future. Anyway, just take it easy out there in the big wide world. Peace. Who says peace at the end of something? Credit for the song Chasing It goes to Jason Shaw and you can find his music at freemusicarchive.org and I'm going to leave a link below in the description.